everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in the Four Keeps Dissolution Part 9, the finale of our current story arc. Today is January 10th, 2022, and you are loved. That is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can check up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to join us at our Discord. You can find the link in the Twitch chat to the side over yonder or in the description of this video or audio cast down below. But... Let's say that you already support us on Patreon, you already support us on YouTube and Twitch and all of those other wonderful places, and you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help support this fantastic show even more? Guess what, buddy? I got your back. Quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, aprons, clocks, and we also have face masks. That's right, we have face masks with the symbol of Tiamat upon them, designed by our very own Cyberwolf1201, where all of the proceeds of those masks end up going to help support Doctors Without Borders. So, if you would like to help support a good cause, or possibly help support the show, you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. That is indooradventure, no s at the end, .redbubble.com. But... That is it for my opening spiel. So, hey, RJ, who are you playing today? Hey, everybody, I'm RJ, and today I'm playing Kalem, the Shattercob Wizard. We both go by he, him, and I'm basically a nuisance. Hi, I'm LB Hackam. You can find me at LB Hackam on the Twitters and the Twitches. I'm going to be playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian Fighter. We both go by she, her, and I am the Chaos. Hi, I'm Cyber. I use he or any pronouns. I play Arjine. I just had the stream up, and now I don't. Now I don't remember what he is. He's something all right. He uses he him pronouns, and I am the sick. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. I'm going to be playing as Coriander, the Elgin Paladin. Uh, they use she. They and he pronouns. I'm she, her, and I am the tired. And I am the indoor adventurer, he, him, and I am the voice of this guy, the DM. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Like we said, today is uh, a beautiful day for playing some dungeon and or dragon. It's the first time we've been able to play four keeps for the new year. The last time we played was on the 13th of December, so it's been a hot minute since we've been able to play this game. So, let's give a friendly recap as to what has been going on in the Land of the Four Keeps. As you may or may not have guessed at this point in your viewing stream, Previously on this show, we had been our heroes had entered into the Shadowfell, met with a variety of individuals, uh, ended up meeting up with a uh, character known as Lessonor, who agreed that they would help you infiltrate the Fortress of Memory if, in turn, you were able to help them gain access to the Library of the Raven Queen. Upon entering into this library, Lessonor was able to gain a little bit of background knowledge as far as uh, his whole quest being 
to find out who his parent was. Uh, you all then saw a crosscut of a building inside of this building, a series uh, of dreamlike sequences unf- uh, unfurled before you, where you were then able to kind of go back through the history of the Raven Queen herself to her point of ascension, and a little bit thereafter, where you were able to then bolster up your forces once again in preparation for an oncoming fight. The last session that we ended up having was that fight where you were all able to actually encounter said Raven Queen. And after a long and lengthy battle, you were able to defeat her after you had split her from the uh, from this horrific looking creature who was the Raven Queen, but also the queen before uh, the, the Elven Queen known as Zarina. It was at that point uh, that a series of events unfolded in which a magpie flew out of Cory's bag, dropped a jemmy into the glowing bit. There was a new Raven Queen that formed from the glowy bits that was actually the season of death. Uh, Lessonor himself be- uh, received the call of the overbeing to take on a mantle of, uh, of being a deity himself. And we ended last session with all of that transpiring as well as well quite importantly the raven queen in her current form now speaking with cory to connect the shadowfell and the feywild together uh to which cory agreed that this is something that could be done and we uh the final vignette was calum wrapping his arm around zarina wings sprouting saying let's get our daughter back uh it is to it is to note that RJ has left his chair so I don't know what he wants to do with that scene necessarily however Arjan there was a thing that you wanted to do at the end of last session if you would still like to do that which is Oh yes I'm I'm eating the bird. Yes. Uh when we come back uh Season of Death the new Raven Queen is speaking with Cory Gwen Lessonor comes, and the camera just sort of, like, pans over, and Arjan, you already have, like, this bird with you, just... Eating it's not bird. even a... It's not even a lot of calories. No. I don't think we've eaten the entire time we've been here. Are you okay? I'm very hungry. Oh, buddy. Um, hold on. Let me see as she starts going through her bag to try and find anything. I have... I can... Do you want mayonnaise? There, There is a, like... <sighs> there is so much conflict going on in Arjan's head. I'm just gonna... Because he fucking hates mayonnaise, but he's so hungry. <laughs> uh, what about honey? <laughs> Let's, let's just resolve what we can here. Right. That okay, way I... buddy. We'll get you a sandwich real, real quick here. Okay, buddy? I hate this fucking bird. <laughs> Turns to Lessonor and just, like, pats the back of his thigh like, it's gonna be alright. 
Lesnar is in the process of of uh, writing himself. Uh, as you all will remember, he got into a little bit of a, a, a terse disagreement with uh, the deity of uh, darkness, Shar, uh, that left him feeling a little tender. Uh, but his wounds have begun to heal on their own. And uh, when you start patting his thigh, saying, like, I'm pretty sure he'll be okay. Lesnor uh, nods to you um, and says, um, I told you, you all helped me find out what I needed to do, so I'm glad that things worked out the way that they did. Yeah, me too. I'm glad, you know, you didn't die. That's a big thing, so congrats. He... We killed a god, kind of. And I'm gonna call it yes, I, a god. We killed a god. Sure. No, we killed a god. We killed half a god. You well, brought it to its knee, for sure. And honestly, if it wasn't for your wizard friend who seems to be caught in stasis over there, I think things would have been uh, a little bit worse for wear. Oh yeah, he does that. He's uh, fine. <clears throat> uh, I'm sure they have a lot to talk about. Like, we'll give them that privacy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's with, um, Zarena, the shield girl. Okay. Yeah. The shield um, girl was shown in a pa like in one of the glass panes, uh, but as far as like where she is currently shrug. Yeah. Uh, Corey, are you okay? I'm all right. You did good kid. Thank you. It wasn't all me, um, just sort of like points at season of death. Um, what, what did yeah. this call you? Um, and, uh, she looks at you and says, you can call me sister. Or the Raven Queen suits me fine. All right. It is who I am, after all. Wait, Corey gets to be a god? No, I want to be a god. Bullshit. Yeah, and as you are looking, and now that you are able to get a, a much better look at uh, this new Raven Queen, they are the spitting image of Corey, although they do have that blue face paint that had been given to them uh during the, your fight with the Dyson. But where Corey's arm is more, uh, again, like mechanical, it was made by her father. Looking down, you can see that this new Raven Queen is also missing the same arm, but rather than it being mechanical, it looks like it is made of interwoven sticks and brush, almost like it is a nest that has been turned into an arm. I think technically Corey's two gods. Okay. okay, I have a question for you, Arjan. Do we know how Eladrin, like, procreate? Because she's made, like, two different Eladrin, kind of. And there was... I mean, I know how baby... I know where babies come from more than anyone, but, like, this seems fae fuckery. Uh, I mean, I have assumptions, but... Yeah, you're right, I also have a lot of questions. Hey, Corey, do Eldrin procreate, like, like, Goliaths with, with babies and stuff, or is it magic fuck? It's not magic fuck, but, like... <laughs> I'm, as far as I know, um, it's... Can we not have this conversation across the room? 
I'd s- you reproduce by budding. I, that is what happened here. Well, yes, that's how <laughs> I re- know. Um. <laughs> so, quick confusion. over to Calum, who, if you will remember, at the end of last session, wrapped arm around Zarina and said, let's get our daughter back. And I believe you had wings sprout and you were going to, like, fly up. He cast a fly on himself, yes. Okay. And Zarina, when you do this, uh, as you lift her up, she just sort of, like, looks at you and just, I'm sorry, who are you? you? And she, like, puts her hands on you. And she also says, if you're looking for my daughter... She's not here in this room. Hi, I'm Calum. I am, I think, the reincarnation of Corvain. Um, that would explain the looks. That would explain the looks. Where is she? Rightfully, I don't know. She would, though. And she points down towards the new Raven Queen. <laughs> May I fly you down there? She nods. Respectfully ferries her down there. And um, you can see that Zarina looks exhausted at this point. You're guessing that uh, throughout this combat, one, she just had her soul, the fractured parts of it that it was, just surgically removed via magic. Uh, and then she got turned into a marble for a hot second and maybe hasn't been getting great rest in the meantime. Um, but uh, when you land and drop her off, she still tells you thank you. Um, and you see that she takes a longer look at you now that she is able to. And she sort of nods and says, you do look like his spitting image. And the Raven Queen turns towards you. Um, and uh, says, I'm guessing you will want your family returned to you. I do apologize about everything that's been happening here to you. Well... You know what? Let's just say we took care of your batter half and call it water under the bridge. She nods. And then she looks at you, looks at Zarina, looks at Corey, as well as Arjan and Gwen. And she says, this room has, this room has been isolated for too long, I think. And I feel like it's time that it returns to the rest of the castle. Don't you? And with that, she takes her sword, which again is made of what looks like coalesced black raven feathers. And... 
she will run a hand across it, this nest hand that she has. And when she does, you can see that uh, vines and twigs begin to wrap themselves around the blade. And she almost creating like a sheath. And then she sets it down and then pulls the blade out. And when she pulls the blade out from this wooded sheath that she has created, you hear there is a sound of stone setting once again. And behind each of the banners that are hanging within this room, you can feel what would be a breeze coming through once again. And she says, now that this is returned to the rest of the castle, first things first. And she motions with her hand, and when she does, you can see from the shadows what appears to be a cage form. And inside of this cage, you can see what looks like a young girl wearing a owl a hoodie that has uh like little owl ears coming from it uh and she motions with her hand and the gate opens and then dissipates and amaris now standing there runs up to you calum and she wraps her arms around your legs um As she runs up calum's gonna scoop her up and hug her and as you are hugging her, uh, there is a, like, it is the, the calm, broken voice of somebody who has been in the dark for too long and has now been freed and shown a light. And they say, I was, I did everything that you said. I was strong and I... I just, I was really glad that I was able to see you again. And I was so scared, but I just wanted to try and be. And she just like buries her head into your shoulder as you can just feel like tears onto your shoulder. You, you did a good job, Amaris. I'm very proud of you. And thank you for hanging on for as long as you did. And she nods. Um, and she like pulls her head back and you see her lean in. She says, she's not still here, is, it? is she? And she sort of like looks around the room and then looks over at the new Raven Queen. And like, you can see, like you can feel her tense up. No, 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 no. The Raven Queen before was bad, and we took care of her. This is a new Raven Queen. She's good. And this Raven Queen looks towards Amaris and nods. And Amaris again sort of like shirks back and then uh, looks over your shoulder again and she meets eyes with Zarina. And Zarina says, Hello. Do you know who I am? And Amaris sort of like, like you can feel her tighten up a little bit pensively. And she says, as 
approaching. You may not remember me, but I've known about you for a long time. Your name is Amaris, right? Father and I gave you that name. My name is Zarina. It is a pleasure to meet you, little princess. And Zarina bows towards Amaris. And Calum, you can feel Amaris just like tighten up a little bit. But then when she bows, Amaris has been trained to also like kind of give like a gentle bow back. But like it's over your shoulder. And she's a child. So it's more of a just like a quick head nod. And when her head nods, just like a lock of her reddish hair comes out as well. And Zarina then asks you, Calum, or rather towards you and Amaris, may I? You'll look down at Amaris. And Amaris, not really sure what this is meaning. Amaris, um, your mother has been looking for you for a very long time. And she looks at you and then looks over to Zarina. And Zarina, you can see, kind of, like, gets down onto one knee and just, like, opens her arms up. Camel, set her down gently, rub the top of her head. And Amaris will walk into Zarina's arms. And little child arms into a hug. And Zarina just, like one hand cradling the back of Amaris's head, the other is just holding her, and you can see that she gets just the biggest expression of joy upon her face, seeing her child safe. Uh, Calum lets out a small sigh, turns to the Raven Queen. Speaking of family, have you seen my father anywhere? And she, like, you can see that there's, like, she kind of squints, tilts her head to the side, trying to think. I have memories that are unaligning at the moment, but if they are your father and they are here, then I can bring them to us. Thank you. And she reaches out and places uh, her more flesh hand uh, rather than like bird's nest hand onto your shoulder. Uh, and she says, or she asks for you to close your eyes and to picture your father. He'll do so. Okay. And the rest of you see that in a flurry of raven feathers, uh, a figure who looks very much like Calum, uh, although like older in the face, emerges from those raven feathers. And they look a little worse for wear, to say the least. Like they look like they may have been hunted down by a, a pack of angry wear ravens at one point and then held prisoner for a hot second. Uh, but he's doing fine. He's doing super great at this point. Kilm will walk over hurriedly, like, just put a hand on his father's shoulder, check him over. I, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm just, I, what, what's happening? 
I'm assuming if you're here, you came after all, which is good. So to keep things succinct, um, we did some research in our plane of existence, found a way to separate the two souls uh, residing in the Raven Queen, one good, one bad. We kicked the bad one's ass, and presto changeo, we have a new Raven Queen. By the way, that's Serena, um, the original Raven Queen. I am familiar with who she is, yes. And he looks at you and then takes note of Corey, Gwen, and Arjan. And those must be your friends. Yeah. You have a strong family. Yeah. And quickly, he puts an arm around you and pulls you in. And he says, I'm proud of you. And he puts his, uh, and he just like puts his hand on the back of your head to like scratch at the, like scratch at your head kind of, and just like gives you a huge hug. As Caleb's father's hugging, he just tenses for a moment because this has never happened before <laughs> that the head scratch happens few more seconds and then he relaxes you did the impossible you and them you know it's amazing what this group can get up to if we put our minds to it and he nods and you can see that he looks like he is holding something back and he says but if you're all here, and she has righted herself, then I'm afraid that this will be our last encounter. Wait, what, what do you mean? The flows, where you found me, was the space between life and death, between reincarnation. I stopped myself there to ensure that my queen would survive once again. Caleb immediately understands and he will give his father a very long hug. And he continues to hug you and the rest of you see that while Calum's father is giving him this long embrace, that he steadily begins to lose his opacity. He becomes more and more see-through. And he says, in the future, there will be Shadarkai children again, but no, none of them will ever be as brilliant as you. And he gives you a light kiss on the forehead. And as he does, you feel your arms pass through. And he's gone. Kaelm will watch the after wisps of his father. 
and you see those wisps the same kind of it's not it's not as thick black as you've seen when the other shadarchai die but you see them sort of rise up and then they float over towards the raven queen and she extends her arm out as if she is alighting it for an avian and when she does that spirit travels into the nest within her arm Calum turns and approaches the Raven Queen. May I have a few words with you? She nods. Are these words better spoken in private? Although... Just a small request. I know we might have not had the best of histories, but you do come from some turning to Corey good seeds. I'd like to make a request. When it's my time, just like Corvain and just like my father, Will you guide me home? And she nods and says, I will do my best to bring you here. You will always have a home. He gives her a low bow and then walks out the room. Okay. So, Calum, you walk out the room. Uh, and um, at this point, uh, the Raven Queen turns towards Cory um, and approaches you and says... And that's why there aren't that many Elegant children. Oh, yes? Were you saying that to Gwen <laughs> and Arjan? She's got charts... <laughs> With like the There's like years, a blackboard that Lessonor found, like seasons, uh family trees. Um it, it was a long-winded explanation. Glenn is just staring off into the distance trying to comprehend all of it. Marshawn, sleep as fuck. <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, like she looks down, sees like the long, like, you know, thousand yard stare uh on, on Gwen's face, uh, and says Yes, they bang. Okay, well, you could have just said that. I know more about it. Like, I mean, there's most of the stories than just that. There's, there's courting and, and arrangements and oh, marriage. Oh, I that too. At this point, that's when <laughs> Raven Queen shows up. Uh, and she says a word. Oh, yes, of course. And then uh, once the two of you are more separated from the group, she looks at you and it is very strange seeing your own reflection, like mouth moving, like it is like a one for one thing, but it is just rather uncanny. And she says, I have memory of two lives, the one we shared 
and the other one that created this place. You have given me perspective, sister, and it is because of you that my people, our people, will remember their freedom. My library is nothing without devotion and dedication. To steal away the spirits of those that would worship me and force their servitude is not the work of a deity, but something else entirely. On this day, I will return, restore my followers and, with your permission, return them to the wheel. You have it? You have my thanks. Um, if you would have my advice as well. Of course. You were born of deception. So let you never be deceived. Always be vigilant for the Lady of Shadows. She nods and says, I will be on the lookout for her presence. Being that she is in part my mother, I will have a better understanding, a better knowledge of when she shows up than most. Hmm. There are those that would cry her name in this place, but between myself and the senor, she like nods towards Lessonor. I assure you that she will have no easy footing here. Excellent. We should be sure that no one is left alone in the dark. She nods. Now, what do you need from me? And she inhales and says, as long as we are connected, we both exist for, well, in tandem, really. So what I need from you is to maintain the mantle that you have taken. In a way, I am your shadow. And a shadow is always cast from something, someone. Shine as brilliantly as you can. There are those who follow you. And there are those who have followed you, who have in turn begun to follow me. I see. So as far as what I need from you, what I require, you've already given it to me. Keep yourself safe. And if at any point the third goddess seeks you out or you encounter her remember that I am not far the third goddess in our grouping she says between the two of you there are those who follow you there are those who follow me and then 
she makes a motion with her hand and there is an image of a spider that is held above it. And there are those who worship the one below. I see. I'm sure I'll let you know if she makes an appearance. She nods again. In the meantime, I owe you and your group a great debt. Will I be able to call on you in times of need? She nods and says, I'm also of the understanding that when you sought out to restore me as I was previously, you had a request in mind. Confer with your party. I will send you anywhere that my powers are allowed. I see. Um, when she says, uh, restore me, uh, as I was, uh, I, I think that, like, Corey's mind goes a completely direction, different direction. You mean, like, us? <laughs> Uh, and then she realizes what she actually means and um, just sort of like nods like, yeah, no, definitely. That's exactly what I thought. Shrug. Um, I will confer with my companions. Okay. And she nods again. And then she walks over towards you, Arjan and you, Gwen, uh, and says, thank you for your patience in all of this. We have rooms available here that we can make to your liking, should you need, as well as there is quite a bit of funds still in the coffers here that we have no real use for. Love that. Do you also have food? Yes. And she nods and says, yes, yes, we have food. Um, I, uh, I represent a people's, uh, a Goliath tribe, um, the Tread Thunder clan. We, uh, she's away. Follow you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I just, you know, want it to be known that, you know, we, we helped out with this and there's, there's this, um, there's this Goliath that lives here that is helping to put my people to rest when they arrive. Um, if you could show him some kindness and uh, maybe help him out a little bit. He seems like he's a little lost. She nods. This I can do. And if it's not too much to ask, maybe a token that I can bring back to my people? And she, you see 
Corey's smile on the Raven Queen's face when you say this. And she asks, what manner of token are you looking for? Tiny terror. Uh, uh, a feather. And she nods. And you see that she kind of flourishes with her hand and creates a fe one of her own feathers from this. And she hands it to you. And Gwen, Thanks. when you take the feather in your hand, it begins to glow. And with this twilight purplish energy, and then you see it dissipate and it falls into your hand. And as it does, you can feel a strange, like scratching sensation upon your back where your chieftain's tattoo is. Mm -hmm. You get a boon. Gwen, you, you will gain bastard. the blessing of health. Your constitution score increases by two. What? Well, how the fuck did you have? You did not have that prepared. I did, actually. There's, oh, my God. <laughs> I just didn't have to do it in an unceremonious way. You asked for it, and so I just had it prepped. Oh, my God. So the blessing of what? The blessing of health. It's under supernatural gifts. I'm not sure where that is. Cyber might be able to help you out on I'll that one. It is not on there. Okay. Uh, you will just need... What are the effects? The effects are your constitution score increases by 2 to up to a maximum of 22. Whew. Oh my god. Yeah, you you're can, maxing. You can just bump that up. Yeah, super nice. <laughs> it's not there yet. It um... I will just do that. Thanks. Holy shit. Do I, what is the, what changes on the tattoo, if I may ask? Uh, so basically where you have the uh, outer borders, there are um, basically like feathers that are hanging from it. Oh, shit. Uh, wow. God, uh, thank you. That's incredibly kind of you. And she nods and says, I would like to be known for being a little bit more kind than my predecessor was. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything that you need from us, too, just, just let me know. She nods. Gonna go over to Lessonor and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he just sort of like nods and like you can see that he's like he was watching very intently to the raven queen doing this and when he come out just like ah oh, check this shit out he's like yeah it looks it's nice thanks <laughs> you know i've only been like you know i mean she looks like cory i've seen like a really attractive god i've seen a couple gods but like i kind of had a moment there like a little fangirl moment. I don't usually do that. And he just sort of like shrugs. 
Sorry. I'm just processing. So far, I've met two. Well, three, I think. Stabbed one. Nope, stabbed two. Yep. You're you're on par for being with what I got too, so. And he needs- When we get <laughs> when we get you back to the material plane, maybe we'll meet you some more. <laughs> I'm not going there. Oh come on, you should at least come visit. And how exactly would I get back? Magic. All right. Okay. And Quinn doesn't know. She assumes that everyone else knows. And it is at this point that um, Zarina, still with uh, still with Amaris, ends up standing up and walks over towards the Raven Queen near the group that is still here. And she said, or she says, I heard that there was mention of food. Real food that is going to be had in this place. And I cannot express how hungry I am. <laughs> and there is that like trident to just like that like comes from her stomach. And she says, I have not been eating my own meals for the last several hundred years. Tends to make it tends to make a body a, a bit famished, but we can at least get that taken care of first and foremost. And uh, Calum, you have walked out of the room at this point, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Um, the Raven Queen uh, says, "If you all." will go to the feast hall or would like for me to send you to the feast hall so you don't get lost. We may have a true feast. Does this sound agreeable to each of you? John is just like furiously nodding his head. Like he like tosses the like feats of the magpie up to the side. Like Oh no, he ate those two. Oh god, so hungry. Um, and at that, um, there is another flourish of the hand from the Raven Queen, and you are no longer in the chamber that has all of the strange mannequin-like dolls of each of the different, uh, of all of these shapeless Shadarkai. Instead, you are taken to what looks like a rather run-down feast hall. It does not look that great while she's here, and she sort of looks around just, well, this won't do. And then... uh, Kind of, like, squats down to look to you at eye level, Gwen. Do you have a mug? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I have a mug. I have plenty of mugs. Do you want wine? I can make wine. An empty mug. Oh, uh, yeah, hold on. Pulls out just a regular... Just a tankard. Yeah, a mug. Okay. And you see she looks at it and sort of smiles. uh, And she raises the tankard over her head. 
and then slams it down onto the table. And when she does, you see the dilapidated banners restitch themselves to look like they are proud once again. It's very difficult to see cloth looking proud, but in this moment, you can tell these things have been in disrepair for so fucking long. It's like the end of Beauty and the Beast, where like everything gets beautified. In like a quick moment of just this slam of the mug. But as she does, you see that the mug just like turns to like this golden essence that then seeps into the wood and sort of washes this room over until it reaches a fireplace at the end. And inside of this fireplace, you hear a popping noise, a crackling noise, and there is warmth in this building for the first time in... Who knows how long. There are chairs. There are plates with meals that are just like stacked full. And it actually, um, they each have a, uh, like a, a metal cover over them. And she motions and says, think of the best meal that you've ever had. I at least owe you that. Or the meal that you wish you had right now. Mom stew. And Gwen, you say mom stew and you reveal what is underneath your metal and there is just a big bowl of piping hot stew. She's like big spoon, big spoon, and just starts shoveling. Mm-hmm. Um, Calum. Walking away from this place, you see, like, where, what is your trajectory? Where are you walking at this point? It is pretty aimless at this point. Okay. But he just makes a hard left in the hallway and just continues to walk. Okay. Roll a d100 for me. Happens to walk into the feasting hall. God damn it. Oh, uh, 10. A 10? So, at this point, you do not walk into the feasting hall. However, you see, as you enter down a hallway, at the end of the hallway is a... is an armored individual that you partially recognize in that... Corey kicked them down a flight of stairs two sessions ago. And the head sort of turns a little bit. And you see them reach up to the sides of their helmet and then pull the helmet off. And you see a Shadarkai woman, a scar kind of like stretching, up, uh, stretching upwards from her upper lip, short cropped hair into more of like a bob. And she looks over towards you and she has this like, there is a recognition upon from her to you. And she says, sorry for trying to stop you earlier. On behalf of my friend, sorry for kicking you down a stairwell. And she 
like you see that there is a smile on her face and she says the life of a pursuer is full of its ups and downs as it were nor is the ballista when we needed it <laughs> well good news being I doubt you're going to have to be pursuing us anymore not on the Queen's orders, anyways. Does this mean we have a bit of a problem, then? Or am I free to walk these halls? I'm more curious as to what my son's been up to. What were the events that brought you here? Brought you back? Well... Many trials and tribulations on the material plane. I died several times. Um, died several times and you didn't find your way home. Pity. Kind of hard to when your soul's been ripped out of you. I can't pass on. Hmm. Interesting. Now, excuse me, I have to go grieve. Someone I care for is no longer with us. Was it the orange-haired one, blonde, or the scaled? Or was it that half-elf-looking fellow who thought he was being sneaky? You know him well, it's your husband. Oh, To me, he's been dead for years. Great. So we can be on our merry way then. I suppose. Good seeing you, Mother. You look like him, you know. Strong. If you ever do find your way back here, I'll be waiting. Caleb continues down the corridor, and once he, he's out of earshot, he just mutters, don't hold your breath. Sure. Then he finds a nice, quiet corner, sits down, draws his knees up to his chest, and just closes his eyes for a while. Okay. How long do you wait there? <sighs> Thirty minutes to an hour. Realizing, oh shit, I left everyone, didn't I? After about thirty minutes, you hear what sounds like the fluttering of wings directly in front of you, but it is not a aggressive sound, if that makes sense. And when you look up, you see crouching down is the Raven Queen. And she says, I thought I'd lost you for a little bit. You seemed like you wanted to be alone, but there's food. 
Warmth. You know, I don't really eat anymore, right? Are you familiar with food for the soul? Good company is rather filling in that in that sense. I think if it's the one thing that you and Corey have in common, it's poor choice of words. And he just cracks a small smile. And she extends her hand down to you. You'll accept it. She stands you back up and will escort you to the feasting hall. And when you get into the doorway, Calum, she's not behind you. She's not leading you. She's inside this feasting hall. And it looks like she's been here, like, speaking with your companions. You're in her lair, bro. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the food halls, Gwen had her mom's soup. Arjun, what's your what's the one food you wanted in this moment more than anything? It is a very large bowl of uh, fried beef and rice and what the what the blood hunters would have considered good enough servings of vegetables, which is not nearly enough, uh, but over seasoned with so much pepper uh, and like egg on top. Nice. Uh, a, a very big beef and rice bowl. Hell yeah. Here for it. Uh, except there's like four empty ones by the time Caitlin gets here. Yeah, they're just stacking at this point. And Arjan, you've been told basically like once you clear your plate, if you just like remove any kind of like extra plateware, put the lid back on, pop it open, more food will appear. It's limitless. Arshan's got to be like, what, 350 pounds? He's a uh, big boy. He He's a big boy, and he has not been eating. So <laughs> he, he's he got a calorie count to, to catch up to. All right. And Corey, what are you eating? Uh, Pink Dad's Fay Bloom Dumplings. Um, it's a steamed dumpling. Uh, some of them are pink and some of them are purple, but they're all delicious. Okay. Uh, you can see that Zarina, uh under her plate also has like a very exquisite elven dish. Um, a lot of leafy vegetables uh, that have kind of been sliced up. It looks like it's just a very, like a hearty salad almost. Um, Amaris, it's just like some bread. Like, that's all that she wanted was some bread. Like, have you ever seen that kid at a restaurant who's just like, I just want bread rolls. Like, that is Amaris in this moment, where, like, she just wants to eat as many bread rolls as she can fucking muster into her mouth. Night's in the courtyard. <laughs> um, And uh, Lesnor, when he's, like, looking at all of you guys, and you're, like, unveiling these delicious foodstuffs and like getting this all done he's sort of like like you can see that like there's like a little bit of drool that's coming out of his mouth as he's getting hit with all sorts of new smells and flavors that he is unaccustomed to and he's the last one to reveal his and when he pops open he pops open his plate 
it is like a Thanksgiving Day plate where there's like a little like one or two of the Feywild dumplings. There's a little bowl of Gwen's soup. There's a little container for this like beef and rice bowl and a small salad off to the side. Like he literally just saw what you guys were having. We're like, that looks fucking good. I'm gonna try all that. Like, and he, you can see like he like first like beef and rice bowl. And, like, his shoulders, like, slump a little bit. And he has to, like, steady himself in his chair. He takes some salad, eats it. And, like, you can see he's sort of like, mm, no, salad is not for me. Not a huge fan. Like, I've had salad before. This was just a brighter color salad. I'm not really into it. Like, tries one of the buns. Same thing. Like, it looks like you are watching this man, like, recover hit points in years of trauma by just eating some, like, your guys' food. And then by the time that he gets to, like, Gwen's mom's soup, you can see that it's, like, takes a sip, sets the bowl, like, sets it down, takes another, like, sip from a spoon. And, like, Gwen, you hear, like, the wood sound of the, of, uh, of something from his side, and he sets the spoon down, and he just puts the bowl up to his face and just pours backward. Like, that's all that he wants is this stew. And when he sets it back down, you can see that there are tears on his face. If Caleb gets a courtesy plate, he'll slide it in front of Lessonor, and it is a very nice falafel wrap. And Lessonor just, like, looks at you like, what is this? It's vegetables, but better. Grabs a hold of the falafel wrap, just smells it, and you can see that he just has that, like... Oh, fuck like like when you're like really hungry or you just haven't smelled like the good good in a while and you can see he takes that first bite and then like it's like he has to like open mouth bite a little bit because there is steam currently coming out in between bites like it is too hot for what he is trying to consume he does not care he's super into this at least this put like, some white sauce on it this is like the opposite of custard damage yes no, he is like <laughs> both he and Arjan are getting fed today. And as the dinner is kind of winding down, Zarina will uh ask you, Calum, uh why you aren't eating anything. During my travels, uh I was captured by someone who was supposed to take care of me, and they extracted my soul. Uh, bit of a lich now. And you can see that, like, Amaris is still just like, nom, 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 nom. like, just like eating this, not paying attention. And Zarina. Kalen gets a napkin and leans over and just dabs the side of Amaris's mouth. And Zarina, you see her, um, like, the creases appear in the center of her forehead as she gets a look of consternation. And she looks at you and says, If there was a way to fix this, would you want to? He takes an audible breath in. 
If there is a way, yes. I... With this condition, it's never felt like I've been on an even playing field with everyone else. Diving in recklessly is something that was natural because I could come back. And she nods and says, with some rest, I still have enough power from when I rule the kingdom that I could make you right if you wanted. I could, to use your words, level your playing field for you. But it has to be your choice. Let me think about it. Of course. Oh. <laughs> I don't know when to bring this up because it's a very sensitive topic, but during that fight with... um bad Raven Queen, I had to stuff Corvain's body in my portable hole. And you see that she kind of like sits up and then like leans in to whisper, is he still there? Yes. Well, the problem was he was leaking negative energy that was making healing really weird. Okay. Um. Is there like a panic room we can try and extricate him from just in case things have gone like south. Offered, sir. Thank you. Oh, do those work now, by the way? Um, the Raven Queen will nod. All right, yeah, conference should be free. I think there's a stand up in like uh, seven minutes, but you should be fine. Okay, cool. Um, Amaris, sweetie, uh, please behave yourself. Um, listen to what Arjan has to say, if anything. Or Gwen. Um, your mother and I will be right back. And she just sort of like... Damn, damn tribe and he can't be trusted with a child. It's fine. <laughs> oh, you're much better with children than I am. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Am like, as soon as you say that, Calum, Amaris comes over to you, Gwen, uh, and just says, I want to eat a stick of butter. You want a deep fried? Her eyes get big. And she looks over at, like, one of the, like, one of the, the plates, one of these magical trays. Yeah. And she, like, puts her hand on it. I feel like this is being presented as a bad opinion, but this is exactly what the hunters did. I, I mean, she's got to make her own mistakes, you know. If she throws up, it's on her. She opens the, opens the container, and there is just, like, it's just a stick of butter. butter. <laughs> just a deep-fried butter. Galem, you're going into a conference room when Amaris is like whispering to Gwen about what she wants and you see like her hand like come up 
onto that the tray. That can't be good. Slowly closes the conference room behind him, opens the portable hole in the floor, and peeks in. Yeah, you see all of your stuff, and resting upon it is a corpse that you threw in there. A very large grimace across his face. Oh, boy. And oh Zarina, like, when you show this, there is not even a moment of, of thought that goes along with her. She enters into the portable hole. And goes over towards the body of Corvain and she like tilts him over and just begins running her fingers through his hair and speaking in Elven she says I'm home now she's home now she's safe and you can see that Zarina begins tearing up and she says, still in Elven, you said that you would find me. And you did. You can rest now. And as she says, you can rest and continue stroking his hair. That is where we are going to go into our break for the evening. We're going to try and be back in 10 to 15 minutes, so don't go no place. Unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice. And we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. Uh, hello, everyone. We have returned. What, RJ, what is that? What, what is that? He's biting in the middle of biscotti. The biscotti. Are you I making a mess? for a second. Oh. <laughs> yes, he's making a mess. God, a oh, fucking... no, oh, no. Oh. Honey, we gotta work on your gag reflex. That's no, he, it looks like his gag reflex is fine. <laughs> Anyways, hello, much? everyone, and welcome. We have returned to our game. There is a moment inside of the conference room where Calum and Zarena are both there with the ever-loving ever corpse of Corvain. Outside of the conference room, a young girl is asking to just eat a stick of butter, and wine Aunt Gwen seems like, yeah, fuck it, this seems, I know how to raise kids, this is fine. Is uh, New Raven Queen out here? Yeah. She seems to just sort of be, like, sitting at the head of the table, just watching you all eat. She seems very... Very pleased at the turn of events. Or he's been trying to get to know her. Now, um, before we uh, get too caught up in, well, it might be a bit too late for me, but before we get too caught up in like the feasting and celebration and everything, um, we actually do have a bit of business to talk about and uh yes we do raven queen uh just like kind of like uh stops the conversation with Corey. um 
and then looks towards uh, all of you that are <clears throat> still present uh, and says, yes, I kind of expected that it wasn't all going to be, well, feast halls and sleeping it off. In a way, I've traveled with you all for, well, as long as she has. She, like, motions it with a thumb over to Corey. Corey's mouth uh, is stuffed with dumplings. Uh, I, it's, it, it's still hard for me to figure out where the separation actually happened. And honestly, after one of us got replaced for a little bit, uh, without any of us noticing it, I honestly just think it's better to just recap anyway. Our ultimate goal is to defeat Caius, to seal him away. And in order to do that, we need to know his true name, which only Orcus knows. Which means we'll be paying him a visit. She nods. He is, the Demon Prince of Undeath is certainly one individual who I owe an unkindness towards, to say the least. His followers are the reason why she makes a motion with her hand. All of this happened. I'm well aware. Some of his followers still exist here in the Shadowfell, but are hidden from me, which is also fantastic, to say the least. So you can imagine that I do not think highly of him. However, if you are looking to speak with him, you will have to make your way to the abyss. Or present him something that he could not possibly turn down. And even then, inviting someone such as him into an even footing. He is crafty, as well as powerful. I would recommend highly against that. But if you are seeking to traverse the abyss, that is something that I would at least be able to open a door for. Send you there. Does it have to be from here? does not. Okay. If you would prefer to go back to the material plane, you are, I can also place you wherever you would like there. Uh, can I, would you mind if I, uh, script change and not start this conversation until Caleb and, uh, yeah, for sure. It's a runner back. Got like an hour of feasting. And, yeah, so Calum, um, I would say, like, during this feasting, while you're all still sitting here, um, Lesnar, who had been sitting next to you, Arjan, um, 
like lar- like just big old tummy now that he is he has eaten his fill just says when i first met you all you seemed like you knew how to hold your own more so than the rest of them uh thank you thank you and he like looks over towards gwen and then just like looks back towards you arjan when i left toraman i didn't have very much with me but one of the things that i did take with me was something i want you to have and he reaches into his bandolier of knives uh, and he pulls one out that you actually saw him stow away back when you were at one of his private caches and he hands it over to you. And Arjan, as you kind of like unsheath the dagger, you can see that it is made of a, I believe, just want to check. This is a dragon's tooth that has been fashioned into a dagger. Whose is this? And he shrugs. Not sure. When Toramon first came to this place, there were still dragons on the material plane for the most part there were rifts in the skies sure and we started seeing them go one by one but they had left us a few trinkets every now and then this is one of them from what I am under from what I know this weapon is more akin to doing solid damage against those that would try and stop a dragon from doing what they're doing mechanical benefit any enemy of the cult of the dragon ends up getting uh you get a damage boost against them um oh so so it's just the okay yeah, it is that dagger okay, okay it's, it's rules is written rules is written on that one um and he then says um uh but There is something else that I wanted to help out with, in a sense. I think I understand the gist of it from watching that one over there. And he sort of like makes a thumbing motion towards the Queen of Ravens. And he asks, would you accept another gift? One shadow to another. Of course. And he 
puts his hand onto the table and makes a drawing upward motion. And you can see that there is a little bit of strain as he does this. But what he creates is a... It looks like a necklace. Just, it looks like a small black dragon figurine. And he has a little bit of like... Ex like there's some exertion on his brow and you can see that his tummy once bloated has now kind of like leveled out like he used a lot of the energy he just consumed in order to craft this for you there's a there's a look of concern and he breathes deeply for a little bit and just I'm still getting used to this whole thing finding out who my mother was hearing that voice but I think I have an understanding now anyways I'd like to help or at least repay as you all have given me a much different outlook on things, I would say. Do you take the necklace? Yeah. And when you take it into your hand, very similar to the, uh, very similar to how the um, feather that was given to Gwen seemed to dissipate. You watch as this necklace kind of seems to melt into shadows that then wreath around your hand, and you can feel your any of the wounds that you sustained during the last battle beginning to start knitting themselves together as you gain the boon of wound closure. So basically, you are always wearing the paraffin of health. Pair after health or pair after wound closure? Uh, let me just check. It is paraffin of wound closure. So you stabilize whenever you are dying at the start of your turn. In addition, when you roll a hit die to regain hit points, double the number of hit points it restores. And it is at this time, Arjan, as you gain this boon from uh, from this new begotten deity, that is when your conference room door then opens. Uh, and Calum, you and Zarina exit. Are you keeping Corvain inside of the thing? Inside of your Calum home? Has Calum has put, draped his cloak of the Archmagus over Corvain to cover him, and he's carrying him out. There is... Looks like confusion, I would say, from Raven Queen and Lessonor. Um, Arjan, Newell says he has a stack of papers for you to sign. Calum starts walking away. Uh... 
starts the conversation about uh about orcas okay conversation about orcas um and then uh she asks uh where you all would like to get deposited on the material plane if not going directly to the abyss Oh, um, I do have a spell circle for Olivia's ship that we could check in on them and see what they're doing. I do need to deliver something to my home at some point. Yeah, so Goliath Tribe, do that delivery, pop over. I'll send, I'll send a sending to Olivia when we get there. I, I, I would like to drop some things off at my house. Yeah. Take a small breather before we plunge into the abyss. <laughs> uh, which brings me to my original question, I guess. Any advice? She... Like, we... I I don't suspect that the four of us um uh walking into a, a a land of undeath and everything would be uh particularly healthy for any of us. I mean we kinda already did that, right? And look how great it turned out. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um she the raven queen sort of nods and says orcus holds a grasp over undeath itself so you may have difficulties there obviously if you are either Averse to the dead, or you yourself are among their numbers. She kind of looks in Calum's direction. If you do decide to go in as you are, know that Calum may have a bit more difficulty going up against Orcus versus becoming quite a powerful commander in his army. He has a way of corrupting. Right. Is there, is there anything I can do to counteract that? Uh, we have a thing. Turn to Zarena when you're up for it. She nods. And do, at this do you, point, do you do I have your doll? Yes. Uh, yeah, Arjun will just go. Oh, he'll reach in. It's like hand Annabelle over to you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, God, we have such a weird inventory. 
And uh, the Raven Queen says, as far as if there is anything that you can do. You are already in fine shape, as it seems as though paladins are rather good at making the undead turn away in fright. As far as protecting oneself against damage, possibly armors, any kind of potion will be helpful. If you are looking for my blessing, I am able to bestow some necrotic resistance to my followers. However, there's not much I can do to bestow that outside of items. And she will kind of like looks around the table and says, there are two of you here that will have difficulty. This is certain. And she looks towards you, Arshan, and she looks towards Gwen. And she says, I am able to create something for two of you. Would you prefer the ability to potentially force Orcus to fight against his own magics? Or would you prefer protections? against his preferred method of damage. I mean... Care to elaborate on that first thing? Yeah, uh, yeah, this is a bit cryptic. Mechanically, is this taking away his resistance or immunity to... This would be for the party to decide although these items are being bestowed uh upon gwen and arjan uh a ring of spell storing or a ring of spell turning sorry where if you save against a spell that is being used against you and you roll a 20 while doing it that spell flips and is turned on the caster instead as long as it's below seventh level or seventh and below or a scarab of protection, which is 12 charges and you can use to just neutralize damage as it's done to you. Both require a teammate, don't they? Um, I believe so, actually. Let me check. Scroll, scroll. Yep, attunement and attunement. Um, what's our time frame? 
Because if Oliviet hasn't reached where she needs to reach and we're doing all of this, maybe I can do something at the Dragon Forge. What's the something? Um, well, Gwen has that armor of fire resistance. Yeah. If I could manage a way to fuse that with uh, convert the energy type to Orcus's preferred energy type, I assume negative, and then infuse that with whatever the Scarab has going for it. You could have a well, one-stop shop for protection. I mean, if she, if you're offering, I would take protection. I mean, I got some cool stuff, but if we can specify, then I think that'd be better. And Simon, you wanted me to roll something? Oh, uh, that was... Um... So for crafting legendary items, as they it does take a while for you to be oh, able to craft wow. things. So like keep in mind that these are you're basically like I want to augment a legendary item with a bunch of extra stuff. It's gonna take you a hot minute. So if you did want to do that, just be prepared that it will take some time. Put it in the Feywild. Put me in the Feywild. I could work with Pink Dad. Eric. I'm Microwave Time Machine, Nights in the Courtyard. Hot Tub Time Machine, Nights in the Courtyard. Oh, um speaking speaking, speaking, speaking of the Feywild. There might be some people here in the Shadowfell that wish to relocate. Um, Corey, do you know the status of any of the winter Eldrin? Good question. Do I? Make status of like the the ones that like, left the Isle of back, Winter. You, yeah, have they come back to reclaim the Isle of Winter? They were because Corey was gone for a period of years. Mm -hmm. uh, previously, mm -hmm. during that time, uh, a particular <sighs> ancient red dragon. Uh, took up residence in the Isle of Winter to keep it from mm. perma uh, permafrosting over again. Uh, right. As well as there is a Kalen, uh, kind of Kalen in training, but like doing yeah. his heckin' best to, to make sure that the Isles take care of as well. Winter Ladrin are making their way and do live there now, but it's very sparse. It's kind of like yeah. a, um, well, that, that like a Greenland situation, I want to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That island was very sparsely populated to begin with. In yeah. reality, there was only ever one village that was there, mm -hmm. and it was on, like, the closest corner to the rest of civilization. And pretty much anybody else on there would be, like, a hermit. A hermit, um, or your researchers that you sent towards the lost city that you ended yeah. up discovering. I was gonna mention that. There is that lost city there, uh, and Corey put together a, a contingent of researchers to go up there and basically recreate the thing yeah i was gonna say if that lost city needs some people there are people that need to be moved hmm. it's 
a good point. That city is kind of in ruins and has been cordoned off for research, but there are resources available to them. We'll make sure anybody who wants to be relocated to the Feywild has those options available to them. And Cypress shimmies back into reality, but not the son of Corey and Calum, but somebody else. A variant. A variant. It's just an alligator wearing a cypress hat. <laughs> Amazing. Leo, look, there's a dare queen, Leo. <laughs> a little cypress glasses. Um, no, that's it. I have nothing to say. <laughs> so you so, last know, anyways, that Olivier uh it was going to take about like a month and a half to travel to where she was going all things considered she's been out at sea for maybe like a week since you guys left her because it's been the shadow fell for a hot minute here uh because you haven't really gotten much rest i think in, in all things considered you've spent like three four days yeah three days going into your fourth day here it's been action-packed. Right. Uh, it will take me a bit of time to get the necessary research and materials together to make these changes, but it's doable. Yeah, it's a good idea. I think it it's it's doable, but is it like X amount of time until Olivia gets to the middle of the ocean where this thing is, or where the MacGuffin is, doable? Get to the Feywild. I'd have a little bit more time at the very least. We can't guarantee. Uh, that it's going to line up like that unless we go to the judges three okay well, uh, what okay just before we get into too much here like big picture things we need to defeat Caius mm -hmm. and to do so we need to learn his name so we mm -hmm. need to go into the abyss Mm -hmm. To yes. talk to Orcus. Yes. Mm -hmm. And to get that information from Orcus, yes. Right. Yes. Uh how are we getting to the abyss? The Raven, Raven Queen, Queen said that she could send us there. Yep. Points okay. over it. Are we Raven doing that Queen. now? No. no. Okay. So we're, we're going gonna to do, some do preparation beforehand. Yeah. Downtime things. Are all of us needed for all of the things that you're talking about? You sound eager to go home. What's going on there? at my, the tribe that I run, you know, no. I just kind of want to go back there to like lead my people for a while. That's fair. I'll also, I, <clears throat> I, I, I have to deliver something to my niece uh, and there's the whole thing with my soul. Is. Well, you know, there is the whole thing with my soul and finding that fucking Peter kid. That's still up in the air. Well, that that's we're gonna we're gonna do that whenever Olivet gets to the other side of the ocean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. Because I, say- I've got shit to do over there too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, so, my mom's over there. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So, so Arjan and I can go back to the tribe, do things, then go to Olivier, and we can all meet over there. You guys are doing your own thing, finding homes for people, right? I'm sorry. Was that directed at me? The the two of you, the elves. Well, I'm going to try to do the magic thing. Uh-huh. You also need to get something from the forge. No, you need to get something from the forge. Uh, yeah, I thought that maybe I could take some time in the forge to make this, but we wouldn't have enough time. So I'm swapping it over to going to, hopefully, Corey's father's workshop. Okay, so you guys are going to the Feywild to figure out Feywild stuff. Do, I mean, do we all need to go to the Feywild? No. No. Okay. How many planes can we split this party across? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hopefully just two. Uh, all this spun off because the Raven Queen offered us... To transport us, right? No, no offered us either uh, right. r- resistance or right. damage. Okay. But we don't have okay. the attunement slots. But we don't have the attunement slots. Right, 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 right Do you right, want this right. ring or this bug? <laughs> I want to split the party across four dimensions. Uh, yeah. So well, the bug I mean, then. The, so, <laughs> so, so once I, guess I leave here, I can, I can, I can take the 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 item that will or the thing that will let me be not hurt as much by what he does. I want I want the thing that will give me resistance. Okay, so I can make you a potion. Oh, you, Raven Queen. <laughs> Wait, okay. is the bug just all res- all resistant? So the scarab, <laughs> I will read it to you all. Welcome to high level D anD D. So, because I, I if if we have, well, it might take that also might take a little while, scarab, but I could. You have advantage on saving throws against spells. The Scarab has 12 charges. If you fail a saving throw against a necromancy spell or a harmful effect originating from an undead creature, you may use your reaction to expend one charge and turn the failed save into a successful one. The Scarab crumbles into powder and is destroyed when the last charge is expended. It's uh, basically legendary resistance. Against oh, necromancy. Okie dokie. Or a ring of spell turning, which is if you get a nat 20 on a save or you roll a 20 on your save. You know what? Why don't you just give us both of them and we can figure it she out? She can only do one. Okay, just She's if it's one per. Oh, she can do both. You can it's do one both. Per. But if you wanted two bugs, no ring. Or if you wanted two oh. ring, no bug. It's two actions. This is Pathfinder. Or do you want one bug, one ring? I we're we're going to be indecisive, so if, uh, if you could, I would, I would. We're like all some form bug, of bisexual please. here. Yeah, right. Well, except for sorry, bug, please. Bug. Bug. Uh, uh, ring, please. Ring. Okay. We'll, so. We will figure out what to do these or sell them later. 
Yeah, uh, no, we won't steal gift from a god, Arjun. We won't sell them later. So no, we are going to get them to somebody who can very much use them. The Raven Queen extends her palm up, and from the uh, from the <laughs> nest hand that she has, uh, you hear a like kind of skittering noise, and from inside of the bird's nest, you just see a scarab come out of her palm. And she picks it up and then hands it over to you, Gwen. And it just sort of, like, it flies. Like, because it's a buggo. It can take a light. And it just, like, lands onto your shoulder. Gwen immediately, like, stiffens up a little bit. And it's sort of, like... And then just, like, sits there. Like, it just rests. Wally just scoots its booty in. Yep, yep, yep. And then... Uh, with you, Arjan, you see her like reach into, um, like reaches into her armor, um, and she pulls out what looks just like this onyx ring that has a flat surface along the top that has this mirror-like reflective quality to it, and she sets the ring down in front of you. And uh, he will take it. Okay. So the two of you respectfully can add a scarab of protection and a ring of spell storing into your e- or spell turning into your equipments. Okay, this has nothing to do with anything, but do I still have the plant axe? It's in my inventory. It's magical. I could not remember if you had it or if Corey had it. Gwen had it. So, okay. Gwen, you still have the fuck plants axe. Yes. I just can't remember if we passed it off to another dimension or what. No, no, no. You no, got no. it from another dimension. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, okay, okay. Got it from Krefris. Yeah. Alrighty. And then the ra- uh, Raven Queen. Uh, as you guys are having this conversation, um, you see that Lessonor is kind of like, just sort of like sitting, just like listening to all of this and like nodding along in the satisfied way of none of this sounds like my problem. Like at a business meeting when you can just be like, cool, cool. This meeting could have been an email. No one's talking to me about this. And this all sounds like not my problem like he's just like enjoying the food that he has um and uh you see that um as the conversation has happened amaris has left your side gwen uh and has gone back over to zarena uh and kind of like hopped up onto her lap and just sort of like passed out from eating deep fried butter and you can see that like her face is just a mess under that owl hoodie and Zarena is, is just plan. sort of like listening in, but just kind of like just keeping her child close to her. There's another lean in as Calum like just dabs the corners of her mouth. Like, what the fuck is this? It's Calum, it's greasy. Like, it's just like it's smearing. It, what, what the fuck? You were gone for an hour. What did she possibly get into? Gets like a goblet of water and like a cloth. It's like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ, what happened? And the Raven Queen then looks at your party uh, and then uh, says, I understand that it's been a difficult day 
for everyone, to say the least, but I do owe you all my thanks, and if there, if you need lodging, will be provided. Otherwise, I do understand that you have a house that maneuvers by silvered door handles. Could at least create one for you here. I don't want to be rude, but they did mention money. <laughs> money, please. They did mention money that was just going to like sit down here. Uh, Corey will just sort of like cough and say there was mention of compensation yes I was unsure if you wish to wait until morning when you were more rested or if you would prefer to have it tonight either way if you'd like we can go to the treasury Corey looks to Arjun uh, I Yes, I, I don't know whenever everybody else would like to leave, but uh, that should be within our power now that no one's messing with the, with the transport. Hmm. You wouldn't want to impose. And Raven Queen nods and then says, well, if it's the treasury that you'd like, follow me she stands and it seems like she is uh and when she stands to begin walking um she looks over at zarina and amaris that are sort of just like resting there and lessonor uh like looks at the raven queen and nods uh and just says nothing will happen to them you have my word and she sort of like gives a smile like yeah i know this is my house like i know nothing's gonna happen but thank you uh and she will lead you all towards the treasury uh when you arrive it is towards uh like the middle of this uh the middle of the fortress of forgotten memories and when you arrive she just motions with her hand and the door you can hear at least like a dozen locks on the other side all tumbling and turning and motioning and she opens the door and inside you can see that there are piles mountains of gold and platinum and even some jemmies that are tossed around here should you so wish if you are so inclined, let me see here, just to make sure that I have the numbers right, you can take up to 43,000 gold pieces and 21,000 platinum pieces. There are also seven 1,000 gold piece gems and one 5,000 gold piece gem. All right. As much as your little hands can carry. Or big hands. Conference room. 
Oh. Silver door handle. Oh. Hey, Gideon. Hello, President Arshan. Uh, would you be able to change this, uh, change this door that's open right now to my room? Of course, Resident Arjan. Does Will this shift? be a permanent fixture? No, just just for the moment, and then I'll need to do it one more time. Uh, at a later date. Probably tomorrow. To your discretion. Yes. Okay. Does it shift? It does. Calum spends like 10 minutes drawing a spell circle on the floor and a floating disc appears. Oh, um... Can I see... Is anyone attuned to the ring of spell storing right now? Uh, I was, uh, but Arjan will just, will, uh, hand it, hand it over unless there was something in there that you need used right now. No, I think there's a wall of force in there. There is. I could cast a, another <laughs> floating disc into that so that we can make this a little faster. Right, but I'm already I'm attuned to it right now. So we, we'd probably get more money across uh, than me trying to disattune to it and you trying yeah, to yeah, attune yeah. to it. Okay, we'll just do that then. Yeah. Shovel money on the when disc. You, when she sees Gideon's. you guys just like trying to like money your way in. She so, listen, we spent queen, a lot of money in the prep for, for this. Yeah. The Raven Queen looks at you all and just would you like an extra set of hands to move this into your room? No, we've got it. We we've got it. We don't want to impose. You should know by now we don't do things the easy way. Arjun, you gotta tilt. Pivot! 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 <laughs> uh, and at this, the Raven Queen nods, and there is a laugh that seems to build up from her. And you can see that, much like Corey's has in the past, her hair gets like that Miyazaki, like, kind of furl And then as it comes back down, coming through the door, this opened doorway into the treasury, is are several dozen ravens that as they enter, you see turn into Shadarkai. And then the Shadarkai just scoop up money and like look towards you, see that you're taking it into the room and just begin walking it with you. I will actually uh, breathe cold breath and summon Cobalt. Nice. The, the peppermint flavor of five gum. <laughs> <laughs> Into a little cobalt, not cobalt with the T. Co cobalt, like the metal. Yes. Uh, so I have a little uh animated ice elemental that's helping us. Incredible. They're all named after five gum, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so it will take you guys. A couple hours, I would say, to move thousands and thousands of, of coinage. Uh, but you are able to do it until as much money as there was that wasn't getting used at all. Were, th were there 
any other things in there or was it just liquid assets and gems it seemed like just liquid assets and gems okay yeah any kind of weapon or gear that might have been in there you think was used by the shadow archive they had no use for money though uh and the ex can you post the exact coinage yes 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 We'll do that in the Discord, so that way we have it on file. Okay, got it. Uh, but yeah, we'll be we'll be doing this for a little bit. Okay. So, uh, then at the end of at the end of your payout, um. Would you like to take a long rest in the castle, in the Fortress of Forgotten Memories, or would you prefer to do it in Gideon? There's still something that needs to be done the following morning for Calum to feel better, but in not the meantime, him to be a general of Orcus on Orcus's whim. Yeah, seems That'd like a good time. If all of you don't mind, I'd like to stick around uh, probably rest up in the castle yeah whatever dude oh um, I'm Miss Raven Queen she looks at you I know like planar travel there's kind of some fuckery with time normally uh can you do that too fuck with time no, I mean, like, when you send us back to the material plane, can you make it so, like, that not so much time has passed? Uh, we, not that we've, we've been here for a long time, but... We've had some experience with the Feywild. Yeah. If you recall the three-year differential. What I can do is that I can send you back with the same amount of time that has passed here as it has on okay. the material plane. You know what? That is spectacular. Just a, mm -hmm, a mm -hmm. one for one. While we are connected to the Feywild now, this is still not the Feywild. There's just an easier point of crossing between the two. Okay. Do you know where you're going? The Dragon Forge. That I can do. All right. So, long rest. Long rest. Long rest. Long rest. Long rest. Yeah. Okay. Are you doing it inside the Fortress of Forgotten Memories, or are you doing it inside of Gideon? Calum. Calum's going to be resting in the Fortress. Fortress. One vote for Fortress. Everyone else, Gideon. Yeah. Cor will be in the uh, Fortress. Fortress. Gideon. 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 Arjan's got money to count. Finances to do. Apparently paperwork to sign for. Yeah, I do have that. Yeah. Gwen's going to want to have a conversation with Arjan at some point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, when the night comes and Corey and Caleb yeah. are both like, yeah, we're going to yeah. stay in the fortress here for a little bit. 
the door to Gideon closes and it's the two of you inside of the building. And even like, it's very strange because looking out of the windows, you're in the last place you left Gideon, which is outside of, uh, which is outside the Grove of the Hermit near where Hotterai is. Oh. Okay. Hey, Arjad. Yeah. Do you need help counting? First off, sure. Uh, while we're counting all of the, the all of the finances we just got, um, so what do you want to do after this? Uh, what is this? I mean, like when we leave the sh well, when we all leave the shadow fell. I don't know what's going on with Gideon. But, you know, like when, like the, the literal next step we take. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess we would just, you know, prepare for the next couple of things, which would be, you know, August and finding the actual thing that we're going to be sealing Caius in, which is very deep underwater. Right. So, you, where, where, where are we going next? Honestly, if it was all the same type of body, I, I was hoping to actually rest at my home for a few days. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so go back to the forge for a bit, and then would you want to go to the Goliath camp with me? For a few days, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I just have a couple things I need to do, and, no. you know, I, I get wanting to go home. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, and then we go to Olivier. Mm. Okay. I'm just trying to make sure that we have steps in place so we're not I mean I'm not saying that I want to like get this done and over with but like there's just kind of a lot we have to do and I want to make sure that we do it and we're not like dawdling because it's important the things that we're doing but there's other things too right uh well say that in I've heard some of the Abishai talk about doing things in parallel. While Olivier is getting to um, is getting to the place that we where we need to go, we have so much time where if we don't do anything else and we even though we are getting something done, we're just wasting time. Right. Uh, we're, we're never dawdling. Things right. are getting done. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, we can't really make this process go any faster. I guess. Well. Um, unless we, like, make the boat really fast. Question. And this might be me not understanding magic. Um, is there, I mean, we have a, uh, she points to the, the 
a vast amount of wealth that we have, we have an expendable income. Is there a thing we can do to the ship to make it like teleport or like fly? Not while it's in transit. Well, why not? I mean, we use Oliviet as like a from here to there, sort of like a port. So if we could like give her like some magic runes or like like a uh, like a magical gem that lets her fly to go really fast, or to like open up a portal in front of her, and then like she just appears where she wants to be, that'd be really cool. Right, but we would. Yeah, it'd probably be best to do that while the ship is at harbor especially if you have to like replace parts of it yeah i guess that's true but i mean like she's been doing a lot for us so that might be a good idea to help her right unless you had it whenever the ship is out in transit right oh right okay 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 i understand what you're saying now um but we'd have to find the stuff and but but that's or commission the right people yeah who would we would we commission the 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 sky people the uh, the people who live in the the well the not the no longer floating city. We can ask around. Yeah. Okay. That might be a good idea. Just so that you know, I just feel bad because it's like, oh yeah, Olivia, you have to. Can you go to this place? And then it's like we're just bouncing around the plane, you know, with our magic house, and teleporting to her when she gets where she is. Anyways, yeah, I just, yeah. So, so, next step, go to the forge. Um, I'll send a message. Um, I probably want to send a message to, like, my mom and my dad and see how my brother's doing. But, uh, and, and then go to the Goliath tribe. And then... And then we go to Liviet. Yeah. I, unless, yeah, I don't know if Kayla McCory want to do anything in the meantime. Right. Do we, or do we, do we, do we need to do things together? Like if they want to go to the Feywild, are we going to go to the Feywild? Don't you at least want to talk to them about it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like if, if they, if they're going to go do their thing, do we need to go with them? No. Okay. Just making sure. Okay, cool. You want some wine? Soup? Just like oh. from the desk, just like a pitcher of wine. Oh, it's just right there. Why does this wine have butter on the label? It's a thing. It is. Nice in the courtyard, <laughs> but I'm scared. All right. So while Gwen and Arjan are looking precariously at the butter wine that has been served to them via Gideon. Um, Corey, Calum, is there anything that the two of you wanted to talk about before getting a long, uh, before getting a long rest in? If not, we can just go to the next day. 
Hey. Hmm? Uh, what were the what were the jimmies, by the way? I'll put those in the chat as well. haven't been exactly kind to you in the past. Um, I'm not sure I know what you mean. You know, like... Oh, boy. outbursts and sometimes unwarranted hatred. Uh, I think Corey just sort of smiles to herself, uh, looks away. The Raven Queen really is remarkable, isn't she? <laughs> I mean, I guess. I've always wanted to have a sister, and now I have two. <laughs> Wasn't really the way I expected it to happen. Yeah, is, do gods reproduce by budding? I don't know. You think I'd work? <sighs> the Raven Queen is made out of a broken goddess and the parts of myself that I only ever wanted to cast away. I thought that maybe if those things were gone, I could do better. And here I am watching those things be a better god than I think I could ever be. To be fair, I think you're still trying to take up your mantle. The Raven Queen has kind of shoved into hers. Yeah. I think she deserves a lot better. Well, knowing where she came from, she's going to do just fine. I hope so. Good talk, champ. Same to you. Um. Hey. I got your back. I've always had yours. Give it back. <laughs> <laughs> he mutters that under his breath and just starts laughing. Uh, Corey's gonna spend her long rest uh, wandering the halls of Forgotten Memories. Okay. Caleb's gonna meditate and check on the library. Sounds good. Um... 
so yeah, Corey, as you are going around looking at the for- Fortress of Forgotten Memories, you can see that steadily, slowly, it is coming together again. It looks like the stonework is steadily getting put back to where it was, that any kind of tapestries are are much in the same way that the Feast Hall was. You see are steadily just kind of fixing themselves writing themselves it still looks like this place is a home for ravens as it were as each door and most of these places have a slat where while in raven form many of these travelers can actually just kind of like fly through rather than having to use the doors but for the most part you are witnessing the restoration of the fortress of forgotten memories to it will still be named this place obviously but it seems like the people who live here and the goddess who rules over this place have a little bit more care than the previous owner did. Calum, as you are wandering around as well uh, with your meditation, you make your way to the library. You see that it does not have nearly the amount of stock that it once did. And as you're looking around, you see, or rather you hear footsteps behind you. And looking back, you can see the new Raven Queen as she sort of looks around the library as well. And she says, My predecessor thought that every single person who paid devotion, or, well, paid you their devotion offered you something whether it was time service or their memories they always offered you something and as time went on she began to be a little bit more handsy i want to say with the things that she thought that she was owed I never liked that. So, honestly, I I give as much of this place back as I could, but everything that's still here are the ones that want to stay. Or the people who lost these memories can't even remember that they've lost them at this point. It's it's a bit of a waste. Can't return them at the very least, maybe. Maybe when all of this is done, I'll come back here and chronicle them, store them somewhere safe. I think that calling this place a library does it a disservice not that there's anything wrong with libraries this place is more of a museum and a museum needs a curator you asked that should you meet your end you would like to come back here, home. 
I understand that there have been requests for your services by others, such as Mistra and Saloon, obviously. However, they have asked for your time now as I am to believe you are a magister, a sort of spellcasting guardian preventing individuals from doing horrible things with magic and having a little bit of extra help to do so along the way, able to bend the rules. But After you've completed your tenure with them, you're more than welcome here. I'll consider it. You offered. <laughs> I'm hired. Yes? <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a mood. <laughs> what mood is that exactly? conflicted mostly on the one hand I just lost someone but on the other hand reuniting my ward with her mother and witnessing the birth of a new deity it's odd really she nods and says it sounds like a busy day it's been a busy lifetime it's really just the beginning for you, isn't it? Oh. Well, more like in your teen years. The beginning, my predecessor was still trying to take back what she could little by little from you. And for that, I apologize. You have nothing to apologize for. I understand. That's not going to stop me from apologizing anyways. I guess you've got more than just Corey's looks. She nods. Well, when my tenure's done with Mistra and Saloon, I'd be happy to tend these halls. Like I said, museum needs a curator. In the meantime, I'll at least try and get everything sorted into piles. Is that helpful? You're not going to make me do archival work. That's part of the job, but you are more than happy to hire anyone that you wish. However, as you may have seen, we have no money in order to pay them. Right. Right. <sighs> I'll... Yep, I'll start a tip jar. I'll... Mm. Collections box is usually a, a good thing to put out. Do you have to pay the dead a living wage? No, you don't. We'll pay them in spirits. Motherfuckers, get out. <laughs> <All of you. laughs> 
she nods and says, we'll think of something. We'll think of something. Free room and board? Not damnation and purgatory? I think that's pretty sweet. Imported goods from the Feywild. Imported goods from the Feywild. I think you're onto something. Yeah. He'll peruse chat. Yeah. She is... She seems as easy to talk to as Corey is, but it's very strange that there is a level of bedside manner here that just you haven't really felt from a lot of the other individuals that you've met with. Usually, like, Mistra and Saloon, they have this very much, like, I'm an authority figure, and even when you're relaxed, you're still speaking to an authority figure. This mm -hmm. Raven Queen seems very relaxed in this place and in Caleb's mind it's Corey this is just literally Corey but big yeah she's not even that big like she's Corey sized oh other Raven Queen was big okay yeah that's Raven Queen same si same height as your friend that's where the disconnect is okay yeah but then long rest okay uh when uh did you i i guess like did you want to visit the goliath camp tomorrow you mean go there first yeah well i mean yeah well, I, mean, I mean go there tomorrow yeah because if, cause if so uh, i could do my thing really quickly right now oh yeah go to the just pop out yeah. pop back yeah. Can we pop back? Well, if if we pop to the Dragon Forge right now. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the the coming back here is the hard part. Oh, well, we could just let them know that we're the, going, and then they could get transported to where we are. Yeah, they they would need to open up a door. Oh, I think our door disappeared. <laughs> Because you use the conference room door. Because I use the conference room door. Are we on the other side? Inside the house that you walked into. Yes, you would be considered on the other side of that door. Arjun has that realization right now. I Wait, open I... the door. There's a nice breeze that rolls through. There's some trees. Oh, I had a meeting last too long. <clears throat> the room is booked. <clears throat> uh, friends and family, uh, we might have done an oopsie. Come to us when you're ready. We're no longer in the Shadowfell. Roll me a percentile die. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we jump. Gideon, go ahead and move the move the door to the Dragon Forge. Uh, bring Lessonor if he wants to come. Uh, thirteen. I'm sorry. The number that you have dialed has either been disconnected or has changed numbers. Uh, uh, the, uh, uh, 
Did we do a fucky wucky? I think I did a fucky wucky, Caleb. <laughs> Caleb. We only get to use it once. You have to put more information. Well, I'll, I'll roll the percentile and see if I get a connection. Eleven. Love <laughs> 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 this game. Oh my god. Yep, the same, just like boop 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 boop. I'm sorry. The number that you have dialed. For once, the elves didn't fuck up. We we elfed off this time. We did. So. We did, but in my defense, I was supervised. He <laughs> he knows what happened. They know where we are. <laughs> he knows what happened. Caleb knows what happened. He was there. Oh, hey, uh, Corey, have you seen Arjan and Gwen? Um, the door is gone. I haven't spotted them anywhere in the castle. They're in the house. They're in the what? They're in the house, right? Yeah, the house. Yeah, they were going to rest in the house tonight. That's in the material plane. Mm-hmm. And Arjan's conference room only stays up for an hour. Oh, shit, the door's gone! <laughs> oh, shit, the door's gone! <laughs> Oh shit, the fair. <laughs> you know what? I'm good at D&D, guys. <laughs> I love high-level D&D. Always have been. <laughs> okay, so what was, I mean, like, what was the plan to begin with? Like, uh, just to wait Caleb until the morning? Because yeah. Caleb, Caleb has a, a procedure yeah. in the morning. He's not allowed to eat past midnight. Right. He doesn't eat anyway. <laughs> you need to drink this entire jug. Okay. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> fill this mason jar. With what? <laughs> fill it. I'm gonna need you to fill both of these. So, Arjan and Gwen are skadoodling on over to the Dragon Forge via mm -hmm. Gideon. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in the Shadowfell, Calum, you and Corey are having this realization, and as you're having this moment, you hear a Yeah. And Zarina is standing in the doorway, and you can see um uh you can see that like Amaris is holding her hand. Hey. Oh, Missed. She, like, looks at you confused and then has the realization, like, it's because it starts with the dark. It's good morning, Caleb. Good morning. Corey? Hello. May I call you Corey? Corey's fine. Corey it is then. Corey, would you mind watching Amaris? While Caleb and I have a chat, as it were. Oh. <sighs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then uh, Zarina just, all right, off you go. And she sort of like motions her hand forward and Amaris just sort of like runs over to you, Corey, uh, and just like immediately like hands up. Like she knows that like, 
she's just on the verge of like, I may be getting too old for this, but like, <laughs> you seem uh, strong. Like, I, th I think Corey presenting mail today uh, will grab Amaris and throw her over his shoulders. Uh, and it's all like, all right, kiddo. I think there's a stick of butter with your name on it. No. And Serena and Kayla both just like, oh no. Too late, can't hear you. Best dance. I don't know I'm what that child's fascination with butter is. Did she learn so that from you? No, I... Because I can certainly tell you she did not get that from me. Most of the time when she popped out of the shield was on a full moon and we either read or danced. I don't know where this fascination of butter came I... from. She just sort of shakes her head. I'm not sure either. Uh, well, Did you rest well? As well as I could. Well, hopefully you'll be able to get a good night's and again sometime soon. But in the meantime... I'm going to need two things, as well as you. My husband. And the doll that your friend Arjan gave? Yeah, I have both. You will gingerly retrieve Corvain, lay him on the bed, and then hand her the doll. And she... You can see that she closes her eyes. And... She... Uh, you can tell that she's casting a... Um, it looks like Fabricate, as a lot of the other wooden structure in your room then shifts and turns into a bed similar to Corvain's that lays next to him. And she motions for you to rest on it as well. Would you level with me for a moment? As he sits on the bed and turns to lie down. As the one containing, or that once contained, the spirit of my former lover, I feel a certain level of brevity in this. Is this going to hurt? I'm not going to say that this is something that I did frequently. So as far as the level of pain that you may encounter, I cannot vouch for. All right. I trust you. You have no idea how much that means to me. And she sets the doll on a, uh, on like a, a nightstand kind of thing that rests between both you and Corvain. And she tells you to close your eyes and the last thing that you see is her hands outstretched one 
towards Corvain and the other towards you. And she begins to recite an incantation. And the process itself takes roughly about an hour. And you can hear her moving, kind of walking around the bed. And you can hear what sounds like chalk on stone as she is creating these arcane glyphs, these arcane sigils that are around. And then you feel a pull in your chest, almost as if it has been tied to a string of some sort and is being yanked upwards and your eyes open. And you can see that she has her hand raised up in almost like a marionette style. And it's Char the whole time! No, it's not. <laughs> no, her hand is raised up and she has you lifted by your chest and she reaches over and with a look of sadness in her eyes at seeing Corvain, she extends her hand upwards as well. And you can see Corvain's body begins to glow in this golden light. And as it does, it begins to dissipate and turns into raw energy. And that body that was once there is no longer resting. And she then motions with her hand with the energy from what was Corvain's form towards the doll. And as that energy presses against the doll you can see something else coming from it and she continues to make this motion as the energy that once was corvain presses into it forcing this other kind of light bluish huge orb I guess it is spherical in nature, but it is not a solid physical thing. Like looking at it, it is hard to tell the depth that is created here. And she then moves both of her hands towards uh, like the one that is above you. She brings the uh, your spirit over it. And then in a pressing motion, Calum, you watch as this blue sphere comes down and makes contact with your chest. And it is so cold that you can feel a burning sensation. And as she presses it in, you can feel every fiber of your being screaming out as your spirit is forced back into your body. As this happens, Calum, as you are yelling and you look down watching this thing go into your chest, you bring your hands up as one normally would when there is a pain that is happening like on their chest. You can't interact with the spirit at all and oh, Lord knows that you don't really want to. But you start noticing something about your hands. The skin begins to grow a little bit tighter and then kind of has a sagging quality to it. As you watch yourself age, the reason why you weren't aged 
previously from your overcasting of magical spells was that you had a undead body that did not suffer in the same way that a flesh and bone body would. And as your spirit returns to you, Caleb, how old were you at the end of the Raven Queen fight? 624. As your spirit returns to your body, you now have the body of a 624-year-old man. And as the magical effect subsides and you feel your breath racking now how strange it is to feel to breathe after so long of having it be more of a hobby more of a pastime than a natural activity (laughs) Zarina looks over towards you how do you feel You know, I think you were right. After a really long time, I am so hungry right now. And she gets a big smile on her face as she comes over to you and embraces you. And as Zarena embraces you in a hug, that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. (laughs) Can I do one yes. thing during the long rest? Yes. So Arjan has moved the house to the Dragon Forge. Yep. Uh, he is going to pop out. Uh, I'm assuming he has. Uh, are the door handles reusable or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he is going to go in to uh to you know one of the towers uh say if people are out he'll like approach i don't know what yeah it's the morning like your house appearing is like oh hey shit it's the house again like everyone clear out of the way like they're used to seeing you arrive yeah and he's going to go into the tower um and um go into one of the empty rooms Either one of the empty rooms or the or the shrine, uh, okay. whichever. Uh, summon uh, summon a couple of the Abishai. Uh, cast the uh, conference room silver door handle to his room. He'll ask Gideon to turn it there. And arrange the transfer of the gold to the tower. Okay. Okay. Uh, the equivalent of the horde of an ancient dragon. Nice. And um, he wanted uh, he was going to do this before he took a long rest. Okay. So he'll like set up a little bedroll just in this treasury. And just lay down and look at it. Sounds good. And this is like an own. after this is like an after credit sequence. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Arjan, as you go to sleep, surrounded by a horde worthy of an ancient black dragon. That is where we will call it for tonight's game. So I'd like to say... i got one more thing. No! (laughs) (laughs) I usually don't put my foot down, but man. Corey is feeding Amara's fairy bread, which is just bread with butter and sprinkles. 
perfect. That's it. Gwen, you got anything? Gwen's asleep. Gwen has been asleep. She's been asleep the whole time. It's fine. But that is our show. Thank you so much to everybody who decided to stop on by and join us for this wonderful excursion in Dungeons and Dragons. I always have a great time whenever these folks are on the channel. Hey, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, hello, you can find me at tarjustice282 on Twitch and Twitter, where I tweet about the nerdy things in my life and sometimes stream with my friends. Otherwise, you can catch me here on Mondays as Kaelin, the Shatter Kai Wizard, and on Sundays as Vice, the Tiefling Rogue. Uh, other than that, you can catch me over at GGK on Thursdays for our Elgin Shadows game, and on Saturdays for Mistborn and Star Power. They rotate out every week. Um, finally, over at the Hype Goblins channel on Sunday mornings, where I play Roland Granbrook, a bard cleric. Bard sorcerer. He's a bard sorcerer as of now. Hello, everybody. I'm LB Hackam. You can find me at LB Hackam on the Twitters and the Twitches. Uh, the next time I'm going to be live is tomorrow at 3 o'clock on the LB Hackam channel. I'm playing through Resident Evil Revelations 2 right now, which is uh, super fun. I haven't, I've been playing for a while, but we haven't had a game since then, so I haven't had the chance to, you know, say that. Uh, but you can find me uh, after that on GGK where we're doing our Monster of the uh, Nope, our Masks game. Uh, and then you can find my whole schedule on Twitter, which I will update to be accurate. It's close. Uh, it's the right time, it's just the wrong things. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I have been LB Hackem up DanaeKeener.com. Hoi! I'm Cyber. You, you can find me uh here on mondays i also stream on twitch.tv slash cyber october one right now we're we're doing the minish cap i i haven't played it i i i i am known for being one of the zelda guys and i've there are zeldas that i haven't played so i'm, I'm rectifying that um my youtube youtube.com slash cyber october one has uh campaign diaries of my rhyme of the frost maiden kind of but in wild mount game uh that you know i do every time we play DD, except for this time because it was a very short session because i, <laughs> I might have had covid uh whoops uh but yeah uh cool stuff check it out denaykeener.com speaking of denaykeener.com Hey everybody, I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings, mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. You can also find me at Danae Keener on Twitter. I've got a pinned tweet there that has my schedule so you can see all of the streams that I'm a part of. Uh, so go and check it out. DanaeKeener.com. And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows like this on Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Thursdays will soon resume at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we also do shows like this on Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That game is our Wild Beyond the Witchlight. It's super fun. RJ's there. Danae's there. Our good friend Media Flare is there. And our also dear friend the Hype Goblin plays in that game as well. It's a fantastic time. But this show is also a fantastic time. But if you want to check up on both, go to YouTube.com slash Indoor Adventures. You can check up on all the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point. 
But for now, we are going to be going into our Patreon-supported after show called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to join us on that Discord. The link can be found in the Twitch chat to the side or in the description of this video or audio cast down below. We'd love to see you there. And that's it! That's all it is for the outro. So with that, I'd like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by. Thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week. And when we pick up next game, our characters will be level 18? Fucking wild. We've been playing this game for a really long time. I've been having a great time of it. We hope to see you then. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!